0: This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. According to Luke, the pilot, there are usually sightseers on board when Coral Air delivers the mail in the Discovery Islands. A man from Campbell River and his sister-in-law from Ontario were on the plane when it picked me up at Cortez Bay on Wednesday, March 23rd. Neither of them had made the trip before, and they were busy taking pictures throughout the trip. So was I. Everything looks much different when you're sitting hundreds of feet up in the air. I also took a recorder along and have an excellent recording of the plane's (laughs) but abandoned the attempt to conduct any interviews after listening to the that a slight breeze can make as it blows across my microphone. That was in Refuge Cove where the only person we saw was a local resident named Dave. He said that the general store, cafe, and all the shops are closed during the winter months. The odd boat will fill up at the fuel dock once or twice a month. This will change when the tourist season begins. There are about a dozen year-round residents, but in the warmer months swells to about 20 families, with hundreds of boaters stopping by every day. Quote, Everything goes crazy in the summer, unquote, said Dave, who regaled us with tales of long line ups and impatient customers. We donned our face masks and climbed back into the de Havilland Beaver for the flight to Reed Island. Squirrel Cove, the Clahoos Village, and Secret Cove spread out below us. There was a sailboat anchored in Von Dunup Inlet, and a dock like floating aquaculture platform near the mouth. Crossing over Subtle Channel, we observed our first clear cuts on Reed Island and neighboring Quadra Island. The scenery throughout this area is still spectacular. The postmistress met us at the dock in Surge Narrows on Reed Island. According to Canadian Stamp News, this floating post office also serves Morrell, Sonora, and Rendezvous Islands. In addition to the post office, the postmistress sells artwork, T-shirts, and has two shelves of used books that are free for the taking. There are about 65 full-time residents on Reed Island, and the postmistress said there are about 50% more people during the summer. As there is no local store, bulk grocery purchases are made at Savon Foods in Campbell River every two weeks and delivered by water taxi. We flew north over the octopus islands and through the hole in the wall. That separate Sonora and Morrell Islands. One of the headlines on the Sonora Island Resorts homepage is quote, "The Ultimate in Wilderness Luxury." Unquote. There were blocks of vacant condos, houses, and recreation facilities that could easily have been transported from Whistler. We circled around this village to where the sixty-eight-foot-long charter vessel Columbia Three. We circled around this village to where the 68-foot-long charter vessel, Columbia III, with its six staterooms, lay at anchor. Across the waters, Big Bay on Stewart Island is another example of the degree to which the local economy depends on tourism. According to the postmistress, there are a dozen full-time residents, but the population grows to a 1,000 during the warmer months. Of that dozen that live on Stewart Island year-round, she and her husband run the store, and the rest are caretakers. Coral Air brought a shipment of swag for the summer. Aside from that, she said most of her stock currently consists of liquor. We picked up another passenger at Big Bay. He was a French landscaper who had just finished his 10-day work shift and was about to start his 10 days off. A camper was waiting in Campbell River. He likes to fish and mostly explores northern Vancouver Island during his days off, but has some friends in Vancouver and occasionally visits Victoria. Our last official stop was Blind Channel on West Thurlow Island, where the Richter family has owned and operated a resort since 1970. Their website boasts delicious food, creative artwork, and outstanding customer service. A Zodiac from Wild Waterways Adventures on Quadra Island was tied up to the dock. Jennifer, one of the guides, subsequently told me that they saw 15 bigs, mammal-eating orcas, as they passed Marina Island on the way home. She also said they pick up customers on Cortez Island. Tourism has been one of the three economic pillars of the Discovery Islands, but there were reminders of the other two pillars on the flight back, Clear cuts became commonplace. Many sites had a fringe of trees close to the water to help conceal the logged-off areas from passing boats, but this did not work with aircraft flying overhead. The B.C. Salmon Farmers Association recently informed Cortez Currents that there are no longer any active fish farms in the Discovery Islands, so the two we flew over must have been dormant. I had a visual demonstration of how differently things can look from the air when we returned to Cortez Island. I really haven't explored Carrington Bay, but must have driven the Cortez Bay Road at least a hundred times. Just as I was wondering which island we were passing over, the plane banked and some familiar landmarks came into view. Thus, a little over two and a half hours after setting out, we returned to Cortez Bay. That's where I got out. Everyone else flew back to Coral Air's base in Campbell River. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.